Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this is prom. Oh, it is? Are you taking me? That's very nice of you. Two to the prom. The 1974 prom, where we'll all wear bell bottoms and... Wasn't that the year Marty McFly traveled? No, that was 1985. 65. 65. Was it 65? Yeah, 55? 1955. So, we're not going that far back to the future, to the past. Nope, to the past. We're not. But we are going to the 70s. So, this is our first flashback episode. We get to learn how Homer and Marge met for the first time, which is weird. And we'll talk about that. But yes. first, the name of the episode is The Way We Was. <laughs> it's not the way we were. It's the way we was. Yep. And this is season two, episode 12. So we're just over the halfway mark of season two, guys. Back half of the second half, uh, second season. Yep. We're getting there pretty uh, the, soon. Pretty soon. We'll be all the way through season two. And that day will come. It will. And then and we'll go on to season, season three. three. <laughs> all right. That's so how this the, works. <laughs> yes. So the air date for this episode was January 31st, 1991. So the last episode of January. Yep. At the last possible moment of January. It is uh recap. Marge and Homer reveal how they met and the prom they attended. Yep. Which, not necessarily together, but they both attended it. Yes. We'll get to that. Yep. Uh, the chalkboard gag this week. I will not get very far with this <laughs> attitude. I mean, Bart's a very, uh, he's got an attitude, man. He's got an attitude. Eat my shorts type of attitude. <laughs> Cowabunga and, Kona attitude? Nah, maybe. Different type of attitude. <laughs> or I'm Bart Simpson and who the hell are you? <laughs> that type of attitude. And uh, I could see why he's writing that on the chalkboard. Oh, yeah. Because he won't get far with that kind of attitude. Or maybe he will. Nope. So, the couch gag this week. The family sits on the couch and it falls through the floor. And I feel like this is a recycled one. I believe you're right. You wrote you wrote repeat. And I was like, oh, he looked it up. But clearly you didn't. But I think you're right. I think this happened in the first season. Yeah. Maybe a couple times. I'm not entirely sure. No, I mean, so, yes. yeah, <laughs> so the episode starts with the kids sitting very close to the TV and Homer says it'll hurt their eyes and not because they're sitting too close because Homer can't see the TV, <laughs> but this is a wives tale. It is has been going around for for years. And according to the children dot com. There is no evidence that sitting too close to the TV can damage children's eyes. It may, however, lead to temporary eye strain if your children are staring at a TV, computer, or video game screens for long times. There is a tendency for them not to blink. 
Yep. Which would dry out your eyes. And Yep. So for those kids that are listening and your parents tell you that you'll uh, go blind by sitting too close to the TV. You won't. There's no, there's no evidence to prove that. But you might, and, you and might you, strain your eyes, which could probably cause problems down the road. So yeah. So slight, maybe we'll go 50% on this one. Yeah. So we see a uh, movie review show on television reviewing the movie McBain. And this is definitely a reference to Siskel and Ebert. Yep. Did you happen to catch the name? It's cut off by Siskel and Ebert's bodies. I did not catch the name. Okay. It's really covered up. So, and I couldn't find an actual name for the show any anywhere. So if any of you guys know the name of the show, that'd be great. But I think it was like the movie review something, but it was yeah. like covered up by their bodies. Yeah. And so they're reviewing McBain, which my guess is, is would you call McBain more diehard like Starsky and Hutch? I think it's just I, a, I think it's more, um, not the Bruce Willis one, lethal weapon, lethal weapon. That's the other one I was thinking of. So for all of our listeners out there, there's, several clips of the McBain movie that's shown out the first like 10 seasons. If you put them all together, they make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I like how I like the jokes. He's and the, the, um, the boss is like, we're going to throw you out of here. <laughs> and then he, uh, big Bane throws him out the window. He's like, that makes two <laughs> of us. Uh, so, this is uh, this is the first episode of Rainier Wolfcastle. Now we don't know his name is Rainier Wolfcastle because this was McBain, and if I remember reading correctly, like there was another thing in the Simpsons universe with the McBain, so they had to come up with a name for the actor. So they chose Rainier Wolfcastle. Yep, and as the actor Rainier Wolfcastle, he's clearly German, but or Austrian. Or possibly Swiss. Yeah. But his McBain character has a Scotch or Irish name to it. <laughs> and I so, believe and I believe the McBain character is supposed to be parodying Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. That would be before he became governor. The gubernator. So as exactly. they're watching, the TV goes out <gasps> a gasp. Yes. And so you get Dr. TV. <laughs> And Homer goes up to the TV. He's like, all right, all right. Time for Dr. TV to perform a little surgery. And he slams his fist down. The picture gets worse. Yeah. And Bart's like, looks like you, looks like you lost the patient, Doc. <laughs> and so but he goes like behind how... the TV and tries to play with the cables. and makes it even worse. And we've all been there with TVs. Well, maybe not. In the 90s. In the 90s. In the 90s. And then I like how it gets like down to the like it's almost turned off but it's yeah. a little dot and marge is like you guys are just staring at a dot on a tv <laughs> and homer goes oh tv how i miss it so and it's been like 30 seconds yep and then marge uh kind of talks to homer he's like look we did all these things dancing and going out and everything before we even got married and lisa's like "Ooh, how did you guys uh how'd you guys propose and Marge's like, eh, I don't really like this story, but it's it's finding out that uh, Marge is pregnant. And I like how Dr. Hibbert is their doctor, even yeah. way back then. And he has this awesome, like, retro 70s fro. Yeah. So that leads me to believe that Dr. Hibbert's got to be, like, 20 years older than The Simpsons, at least. For, hi 
I mean, I'm guessing he's like fresh out of medical school. Because close to fresh out of medical school. Yeah, that's gotta be fresh out of medical school because so Bart would have been ten and this yep. is ninety one. Now granted they started in eighty nine, so they would have gotten pregnant with him five years after the the telling of this uh the time frame of the story they're telling. So Yeah, you know. Well, I'm saying fresh out of medical school. Yeah. And I, so they decided to tell the, the story on how they met. And how I met your see- mother. Yeah, pretty much. And so there's except this didn't take nine years. Yes, and so that we find out that they're seniors in high school in 1974. And as you pointed out, we learn Marge's age is 34, yep. Homer's age is 39. So Homer was held back five years. I mean, I, he had to have been. Otherwise, else either that or Marge is super smart. I mean, you can't or Homer is super dumb. Like. Those are the only two explanations where they'd both be at the same high school, even though they're five years separated. I mean, we're four years separated and you were uh, in eighth grade when I was graduating high school. So yeah. I, it's really strange for them to both be seniors. Or maybe and, like Marge skipped a couple of grades and Homer got held back a couple of grades. That's the only way it could have worked. I mean, Probably. to be honest, I don't, I guess I don't quite understand where the writers were coming from because I don't know how most high schools are. I know juniors can get invited to senior prom. So maybe, so at the worst case, Marge is a junior. I don't know. I think, but she says they were both seniors. They do. Yeah. So I guess (laughs) that, yeah, I don't, I, it's really mind boggling to me how they made that connection. Maybe they're, I think that's like one of the biggest plot holes. Like, is age well then again they don't age so maybe they're just playing off the fact well they don't age anyways but we gave them ages so we'll just we'll just go with it so the story starts with homer singing along to the joker by the steve miller band in his car which came out in 73 so this happened in 74 but my other thing here it seems like because lisa asks you know margin homer to tell a story and marge is like oh i'll tell you this story so it like it seems to me that Marge is the one telling the story. Now, maybe Homer butts in because we don't I think see he it. has to, though. Because how he... would Marge know that Homer, you know, drove to school and was singing this song? He did all this stuff. I mean, the only thing I could think of is, you know, after you get married and you're together for X amount of time, you kind of start telling each other stories. And Well, it reminds me of, of How I Met Your Mother, where Ted is telling all these stories but he's talking about like Marshall and Lily and Barney and Robin and all the stuff they're doing. Well, how do we know that stuff's going on? Well, I'm sure you could tell a story about your friends and how you went to a concert or something and they told you what they were doing before the concert. And so you would fill that in into the story. If you were telling someone it's possible, I'll give you that, but in this instance, yes, Marge and Homer have been married for a while, so she probably knows a little bit about what Homer was doing before school. Yep. Or they, you know, or they just collabed on the story as yes. it's being told. So Barney and Homer went to high school together. So Barney. And... Now here's the question is, so does that make Barney 34 <laughs> years old or 34 years old? Or is he like 35? Like Simpsons writers, continuity. That's all I ask for. At least pre-1991 continuity <laughs> right um uh, so 
Barney tells Homer that they're going to be late for English while they're in the bathroom smoking. And no, 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 like, on the way, oh, no, 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 on, on the way the... into the door. You're right. Then they go smoking. Yeah. So is he like English? Who needs that? I'm never going to England. And I still use this quote. I love this quote. This is probably top five Simpsons quotes ever. And, and then they're like, come on, let's go smoke. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I would like to know when Homer stopped smoking. It'd be kind of an interesting, maybe when Marge got pregnant. I that might. I, is be... there an episode where they talk about that or maybe not? Or... I don't think so, but. Or is it most... possible Barney was the influence to Homer smoking and then, you know, Homer started hanging out with Mar- Marge more and stopped smoking? That's possible, but we, we do learn that Barney is the reason Homer was drinking. Correct. So, I I mean, I guess the smoking thing was probably a Barney thing, too. I mean, it seems yeah. like Barney is kind of the bad influence of, of Homer. Yes. And so while they're in the uh, bathroom, Marge is walking down the hall with her with her friend. And in 1974, Marge wore her hair down. Yep. And then as we'll learn, she'll put it up in the current style for prom and apparently never let it down again. <laughs> yeah. Her hair got stuck that way after prom. Yep. Uh, so when Marge and her friend are talking about activism, uh, she hands her a magazine, MS. <laughs> uh ms magazine oh, uh, ms ms magazine yep. um and some of the stories on the cover you see are hating and dating do they mix <laughs> i think so yeah, you gotta hate some things uh why men are uh, why all men are bad <laughs> and 25 reasons not to shave your armpits i'd like and, to see those reasons yes i mean in the 70s obviously with you know disco and yeah. all the feminist movements i mean shaving your armpits was one burning your bras you know that was that was like the the 70s were like a women's movement yeah you know decade and so you just want to make sure that uh they're taken care of so homer yeah. and barney are in the bathroom smoking and the principal for whatever reason goes in there and busts them for smoking well they probably smelt it in the hallway and this is the first I don't remember any other appearance of Principal Dondelinger, but apparently oh, this is first one. Yeah, there's more. Uh, and he there's... refers to Homer uh, Homer and Barney as the resident Cheech and Chong. And so I looked it up. Their first Cheech and Chong's first album was 1971. Nice. So they were in the realm. I, yep. I, and they weren't necessarily popular until I think it was 81 when Cheech and Chong's first movie came out. Gotcha. But, but as a comedy duo, they were duo? really, I mean, popular oh, yeah. for the first, uh, first 10 years before their first movie came out. And then we also learned Homer has a good metabolism. Kind of like me. No, no, metabolism. Metabolism. Because the bell rings and Barney's like, oh, we're going to be late for this class. For shop and class. For shop class. And Homer's like, uh-uh, we're going to have an early lunch. And Barney's like, oh, you can you can eat a lot. He's like, I have good metabolism. Yep, that's where I always I was I was very Dude, uh, I hate you. I was very Homer in my youth, and even now I'm still I. You have I good eat, metabolism. I eat so much garbage, but I don't gain any weight. I eat so much garbage. Actually, I think I gained all the weight, and now it just it stays, but I don't gain any more. So then we uh, head outside and Marge is speaking to the group saying a housewife is not married to a house. <laughs> and um, at the rally, the I first thing. Like, why, why would she say that, though? Because Marge is smart enough to understand what a housewife is. Obviously, it's a demonstration and she's trying to be hyperbolic. 
But I feel like that's not a good way to be hyperbolic. Yeah, but speaking at the rally, she's like, the first step to liberation is to free ourselves from these. And she pulls out a bra. Yep. Male imposed shackles. (laughs) I don't think men... I God, I would love to look that up to see if men were like, nope, you can't have your boobs hanging out. You gotta gotta (laughs) hang them up. Well, I feel that in America... Because I know you've been to Europe, and in Europe there's a lot of beaches where nudity is what, what it is. And here in America, especially women are over sexualized so i wonder if it was more of a a woman thing to wear bras to tone down the sexualism i mean that's possible but to be fair i like how she says male imposed shackles i don't know any guy on the planet be like make just wear a bra I would yeah. be like, don't, don't wear one. That's so, perfectly fine with me. So if we have, so our, for our female listeners and any, uh, maybe you can enlighten us who invented the bra and why women started to wear them. Yeah. Um, so uh, I feel like they might be comfortable. I mean, if you're a little bit bustier, I feel like having something. I have never met a woman who has actually liked wearing a bra. Fair I mean, enough. obviously if they, you know, if they're a little bigger in the chest area because of gravity it probably helps a little bit but every woman i know at the end of the day they love taking that thing off so i mean it's kind of like you know in the pandemic where we wear a mask if you're out and about i love taking it off i I get the feeling (laughs) it's like i don't think that's the same thing it's close it's close maybe so her friend kim uh after marge burns it she's like i didn't think that would burn so fast and marge's like i guess it's the tissue paper inside and i wonder if the joke is she patted you know her bra she patted her bra yeah I, I wonder if that's the joke yeah she gets sent to detention for the first time ever and she's uh, like donna linger's like you know when and where she's like actually i don't know when or where because <laughs> this is the exactly. first time ever three o'clock the, the old school Room 106. What is the old school? No, the old building. Old building. Gotcha. Yep. So she's like, allow me. Ju- uh, Principal Dinelayer comes out and uh, yeah, she, she's like, I've never been there before. But yeah, I'm guessing kind of like even like Jefferson where we went. Yeah. It had an old building and a new building. So that's true. Not to reason that Springfield wouldn't have an older section and a newer section. But but bad kids always go to the old section. Correct. So now we go to de- the detention center and Barney asks this girl that's in detention to prom, and she goes, "I wouldn't go to the prom with you if you were author Elliot Gould." <laughs> what what kind of reference is that? Well, I know who Elliot Gould is. Don't get me wrong, but uh, is he uh, ugly? Maybe. I don't, I've never seen a picture of Elliot Gould, and I don't really care to look for one now. Why not? Because <laughs> who cares if he's ugly or not? Well, Elliot Gould, according to Wikipedia, oh, that's who Elliot Gould is. I, you know, I can see maybe wanting to. He was, he was in. Uh, I don't know if you saw Ray Donovan. Nope. He was the he was the Jewish uh, producer in Ray Donovan. Oh, I've seen him in stuff before. No, he author was, Elliot Gould, not oh, the uh, act, not the actor, the author. She says author. No. Yeah. There's an author, Elliot Gould. Is there? Okay, maybe it's the uh, books. No, no, no. The quote is, the quote is, she, uh, Barney's like, hi, Estelle, will you go to prom with me? And she's like, I wouldn't go to prom with you if you were Elliot Gould. Not author, if you were Elliot Gould. That's the quote. 
I... I'm looking at it. That's the quote. I'm physically looking at it. <laughs> so it's not author. It's Elliot Gould. So I don't know what he... I, I guess I don't know why... I mean, maybe I guess it would be the actor then, but there is an author, Elliot Gould. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. No, there's not. Oh, okay. But he, but he is an author. Oh, okay. Elliot, Elliot Gould is an author, but he's an American actor. That's his main. Yeah. Thing. He's been acting in Hollywood films since the 1960s. Ah, uh, gotcha. But I guess maybe she found him ugly. I don't know. I mean, he's. Oh, I don't know how to read. You are right. Actor, American, American actor, Elliot Gould. So, I mean, if Barney was Elliot Gould, I bet you she would go to the prom with him because he is a prominent actor. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't, I can't say one way or the other. I mean, he was born in 30. I apologize. I don't know how to read. I mean, he was born in 38. So he would have been 74. He would have been 36. Yeah. So, I mean. I don't know. I guess I can't speak to the reason why she wouldn't want to go to prom with him. Yeah. So Marge walks in and Homer sees her and the 1970 song, they long to be close to you by the Carpenters play. And that is why do birds suddenly appear? I won't sing it. I'm a horrible singer, but I believe this is also referenced in the episode where Homer and Lisa break into the Egyptian museum. Oh, I could be wrong. That I don't know. Because they have the music box. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily a reference to anything, but... No, no, no. I'm saying it's later referenced oh, in that Oh, yeah, episode. the song is. Yeah. Yeah, the song is. I don't... I'm not 100% sure if, if it's that episode, but I'm pretty sure it appears in at least one other episode. Yep. And so Barney's about to ask Marge to the prom, but Homer stops him and tells Barney that she's his... I mean, Barney, to be fair, was literally asking every girl. Every. And so that's and so Homer's like, oh, what what brings you here? And Marge says she's, she's a pol- uh, political prisoner. And she also makes the she, she also says that she'll never take a stand again. Which we know this to be yep, false. Because she took a she, she took a stand last couple weeks ago on Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah. So I, I guess the activism in Marge never went away. From her high school yeah, days. So, so as they're talking, the the teacher who's doing uh, detention is like, "Stop talking." That's one day. That's two days. That's three days. As Homer's like telling Marge his name, and he gets to six days, and Homer's like, "Worth it." Yep. And then he has to go to the back of the class, so we can't talk to Marge anymore. Yeah. So we're gonna get to this in a second, but does she ever say or no? She, yeah, she says her name when she enters detention, right? So I actually looked back. I don't see. I don't. Did she? I was. I was gonna look back, but I saw you wrote that, so maybe you'd heard differently. But I can't remember her saying your name, to my knowledge. I mean, maybe he asked her after detention. Yeah, at some point they exchanged names. Yeah, so, so Homer Homer wants to figure out how to woo Marge, so he goes to his guidance counselor, and I like how there's the guidance counselor A through uh, L. And then guidance counselor for M through Z. And Homer's saying you're like A, B, C, D. Like he doesn't know that his last name starts with the letter S. By the way, we skipped over a scene where Homer is at home with Abe eating dinner. And they're eating Shakespeare's fried chicken. Yep. And Abe is like. A bucket bucket of Shakespeare's fried chicken. And Abe is like, I normally have to wrestle the bucket out of your fingers. Because Homer is just kind of sitting there. And he's like, I'm in love. 
And Abe tells him never to overreach because he's asking him about Marge and he's like, oh, you're overreaching. Don't overreach, which come on, shoot your shot. I know, but Marge was kind of out of, out of his league. <laughs> Still is. <laughs> yep. And so then we get to the guidance counselor. Yep. And because this is like, where he's like, oh, Marge Bouvier. And I'm like, did they exchange names? Did he? I, I, there's never a scene where they, uh, where you hear her say her name in front of Homer. No, not that I can, I can uh, think of. And so he's like, well, that's not the kind of guidance I normally give. <laughs> and and he's, so he's like, he's like what well, are your plans after graduation? Oh, I plan to drink all night and stay out, drink a lot of beer and stay out all night. And that's not what the guidance counselor meant. No, he's meant after graduation. After, for a career. Or for a career. But yeah. Was it after graduation or was it for your career? Yeah, because he asks, oh, what are your plans for after graduation? And Homer responds to drink beer and stay out all night. And the guidance counselor said, oh, I was talking about a career. And then he yep, hands him yep. the nuclear power plant because pamphlet, yep. pamphlet because uh, he says, oh, yeah, you don't need a college degree for this. Which I was like, uh, I feel like you might need a college. Well, I mean, I guess we learn later on that Homer just needs his GED to. Yeah. So Homer, so Homer walks down the hall with the pamphlet in hand and he goes, me in a nuclear power plant, kaboom. And he throws it. (laughs) And Homer is so self-aware that he knows he's not smart enough. He knew it was a bad idea. Yep. But he needed the money after Bart was born. So he, he, he did it, but I like how Burns is on it, which, well, so we learn in 74 that the plant isn't built yet. It's almost being opened. Like it's on the way. So was Burns already? He must have already been. Well, I'm sure he was already the owner. Yeah, I guess so. I guess he was the one having it built. So that, so do we ever learn how Burns makes all of his money to be this rich, to build a power plant? No. (laughs) Well, maybe nuclear power got some, all his money. I don't know. So Homer sneaks into a, a classroom where Marge is doing a debate thing. I believe. I think that was and her, was that her forensics class? It's possible. I and so Artie Zip. It was what? either debater or forensics. I can't remember which one. So she sits down after she's done and Artie Zip, who is voiced by the lovely John Lovitz. Oh, yeah. Uh, congratulates her. John Lovitz was the perfect person for Artie Zip. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> So Homer goes in, marches up to the teacher and says, oh, is there anything open for anything? And she goes, debate. All right, sign me up, Stinkpot. I mean, just just sign me up, please. Well, she's like, she's like, this year's topic is resolved. The national speed limit should be lowered to 55 miles per hour. And Homer's like, 55? That's ridiculous. Sure, they'll save a few lives, but millions will be late. (laughs) And she's like, you're under the cons. (laughs) Wouldn't that be a con, though? It would make people late? I don't know. Well, you just have to leave earlier. You're right, but people are creatures of habit. Yep. So Homer goes home to work on his debating for... And I like how he writes, no way. (laughs) (laughs) Homer. So in in Homer's room, we do see a Pink Floyd and a Led Zeppelin poster. Yep. So I guess Homer is a Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin fan. Clearly. 
I mean, he does like rock music. I mean, he does. We do have to. We'll we'll get. I mean, this is way in the future. But when they go to Hollabalooza, we kind of learn Homer's musical tastes from his youth. I guess would be a good way to put it. Yeah. And so, <laughs> uh, we get to see Homer debate for the first time, and Artie Ziff keeps calling him an ignoramus. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "What that word you keep calling me?" That, that means you don't think I'm smart. <laughs> and then Homer's Homer, uh, the teacher's like, hey, Homer, all right, it's time for your rebuttal. And he moons the, class. the class. So he uh, he tries to get Marge to tutor him. And he's in, like, oh, in yeah, French. in French. And he's not a French person. You did write that the, um, so Homer's like, well, before that, he's like, oh, I have references. Why don't you ask around? And. Yes, she she talks to the shop teacher and the gym and the gym teacher and Barney. And you did write that the shop teacher, Mr. Sakovsky, is missing a finger. I missed yep. that detail. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me though, because he's the shop teacher. Yep. So he he has the slight disadvantage of not having five, not having four, but only <laughs> having three fingers in Springfield. Uh so Homer Homer's getting ready for his study session with Marge and a few hairs come out and he's like, Oh, there's more where that came from. Yep. Don't forget. We learn, we do learn how Homer goes bald. Yep. And I do like how, when uh, Marge is talking to Homer, Homer doesn't think that tutoring works. Yeah. And uh, he's like, and anyone can be tuted. (laughs) Oh, so he also covers up his hit with makeup, which, you know, stress causes things to happen. Yep. And so Marge comes over, but he has like the the makeout. Like Marge comes like, why is there makeout music on? It helps me study. Well, it doesn't help me. So turn it off. <laughs> yep. And so their study session goes from 6.18 p.m. to 9.22 p.m. And we all see this on Homer's digital watch. Yeah. I looked it up. The first digital watch was in 1972 and sold for $2,100. So... I don't think depreciation over two years would still a lot Homer to afford a digital watch. Probably not. And the fact of the matter is he says after, you know, he's asked Marge the prom and he's like, I'm going to, I was saving up for a new engine in the car, but I'm going to spend it all on you. So maybe he's just really good at saving money. <laughs> not anymore. Apparently well, I guess not three any- kids doesn't help either, but no. so maybe he, maybe he did a really good job of saving his money to afford the watch. Now he didn't. Okay, so what was his? He worked at the. The there's no way he could work at the mini golf place and make enough money for a really nice digital watch. I mean, he did live at home. I I don't know. I I'm gonna go with he couldn't have afforded a digital watch. Or maybe Abe kicked in some money, which I highly doubt. Yeah, it does a little stickler on money. Yeah. Um. So after. Uh, night at 9.22 p.m., Homer's like, oh, why don't you stay a while? Let's take a study break. So they're dancing to the hustle. <laughs> and then they sit down, and they're learning a little bit more French, and we learn Homer really can be smart if he wants to be, or only talking to Marge, I guess. So here's my question, because we learn in, like, was it season 15 about the thing with his brain, with the crayon? Oh, Yes. Yep, the crayon up his nose. But he did that. Didn't he do that when he was like eight, seven or eight? Yeah, yeah he did that. So is Homer dumb or is he smart? <laughs> like, is he, he genetically dumb or is he genetically like? Because he 
Because we learned, oh, he had a crayon up his nose, which they took out and he became super genius Homer. So maybe when he was a teen, it wasn't pressing as hard, but it was pressing enough to make him just slightly dumb. Yeah, but yeah, remember when they're putting the crayon back in his nose, he puts it in too far and then he doesn't put it in far enough and then they find the sweet spot. So as his body is growing because he's a teenager, it it, uh, changes a little bit. So he got I mean, smart for a slight period. Why? Maybe that's why he didn't get held. It got held back and not held back. And he just every once in a while, the crane would release a little bit of crayon would release a little bit of pressure. I also feel if you stuck a crayon up your nose far enough into the brain, it would kill you. Yeah, probably. That's a, that's a different point. Uh, <laughs> so then, Homer Homer confesses to Marge because she's like, "Oh, you're really honest and you're you're open." And Homer confesses that he wasn't really in any French class, and she slaps him and tells him that she hates him. And Homer, Homer goes, oh yeah, we're still going to go to the prom. And you wrote, how does she know Homer's middle name? Because when he introduced himself, he introduced himself as Homer J. Simpson. Did he? Yes. Because because every time he got interrupted by the teacher for him to count the days that he was going to be in detention. Oh. Yeah. He says Homer J. Simpson. Interesting. I like how she shouts that at him though. Yes. But yeah, at the end, Homer still thinks he's going to prom. And as we learn, Homer just ignored her and didn't call yeah. her. And, you know, so, hey, do you like Cards Against Humanity? I sure do. Well, what if you could play Cards Against Humanity Simpsons style? That would be amazing. Well, now you can. Check out cardsagainstthesimpsons.com to buy your very own set of Simpsons Against Humanity. You know, I see a lot of podcasts give out discount codes. Is there a promo code I could use? There sure is. Use promo code SimpsonsPod. That's S-I-M-P-S-O-N-S-P-O-D to receive a 10% discount on Cards Against Humanity, the Simpsons way. Ay, caramba! That's a good deal. But for all of our listeners out there, if you want a better deal, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to get a different promo code to save even more. That is correct. So head over to Facebook, the Simpsons did it page, Instagram, Simpsons did it pod and Twitter, Simpsons did it PC to get that code. And as always, everything's coming up Millhouse. Marge gets really tired during her forensics debate thing or whatever was going on in Artie's if one. And we learned that they've known each other since 1966. Because they've known each other for eight years and that's how math works. So middle school. Yep. Um, Middle school beginning late elementary no they were seniors so yeah middle school and so Artie ziff wants to ask uh march to the prom and she agrees she agrees but it's funny because he had uh like some debate um oh 25 reasons and one of the reasons was from a time magazine yeah he's like i can't i can think of a dozen highly contingent arguments the first is from time magazine dated january 8th 1974 america's love affair with the prom even yeah. wallflowers can look forward to one date a year. <laughs> and obviously that's a reference to Time Magazine. So she's getting ready for her date and her mom is there helping her. And she's like, oh, you need to have a little bit more blush in your face. And she's like, no, no, you got to pinch, pop a couple capillaries. You know, she's and like, can't we just use rouge for this? No, no, and lady pinch. Like, Whores use rouge. Whores use rouge. Oh. I, I love that uh, her mom knows knows this stuff. Clearly. Um, so 
Lisa, uh, so Homer comes to the door and Patty and Selma are at the door and they look at him and, and he walks in. He's like, oh, Marge's date. And she's like, Marge's dates get homelier all the time. <laughs> and, and, and Selma's like, hmm, that's what you get when you don't put out. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, we always knew Patty and Selma were jerks. So Yeah. So then they go in the living room while they're waiting and we get our first appearance of Marge's father. Mr. Bouvier. Mr. Bouvier. And he does not look like Marge's flashbacks from the uh, airplane episode where Marge's fear of flying. Don't forget, though, that's, I mean, maybe blue in The Simpsons is gray, but I guess I know other characters have gray hair. Or maybe maybe they weren't going to do another episode with, with Mr. Bouvier and they just forgot that he had brown hair. Or what he looked like. I swear he looks different. Obviously, we'll have to look at that episode yeah. when it comes. But I feel like his appearance just looked completely different than how it did in this in this episode. Oh, yeah. And then so, it seems that Patty and Salma inherited their love of smoking from their father, yeah. along with the murmuring style. <laughs> the so then Artie comes to the door as the real date. And Patty and Selma, you know, kinda, you know, flirt talk with him and they're like, oh, yeah, Artie, he's a great guy. Yep, Selma, Selma asks Artie Ziff, don't we look handsome? And he answers, yes, indeed we do. <laughs> Actually referring to himself, Patty, and Selma. <laughs> uh, so Homer, you know, he got a limo and the limo I like, driver. It's like it was like, oh, that's well, the wise guy, by the way. That's the first appearance of the wise guy. Yep. And I like how he's like, where's your date? She's with him. <laughs> Bummer. So he's like, where do you want to go? I got this limo. I got two ticket, two meals to the prom. We're going to the prom. <laughs> so they go to the prom. And the prom theme was goodbye, yellow brick road. I mean, Wizard of Oz. I mean, it's been popular since what? The 40s, 50s. So well, it came out. The movie came out in the 30s. Yeah. So, so. Uh, I could see the popularity of, uh, yellow brick road for a prom theme and so we learned that the larry david uh, davis experience plays the prom and that is who marge and homer dance to in the some enchanted evening episode ah, the season finale yes. of season one yes and they're also back. and they're also in a future episode which we'll get to later and then some so as they're entering i thought it was homer at first but it was just some random student came in with a bong and the principal's like, do you have asthma? Yep. All right, go on in. Like, was that the excuse for bongs in the seventies? I have asthma. That makes sense. That's why Eric and uh, Kelso and Hyde, they, that's why they all smoked uh, weed, right? They all had asthma. They never mentioned that in that seventies show though. <laughs> no. <laughs> Would have been funny though. Maybe. Um, so, Artie Barney and uh, March. Oh, right. That happens right before that. Yep. Uh, nobody streaked at my prom. Not that I'm no. aware of. I think, try to remember if anyone did at our prom. I know I know. a couple of people got stabbed at, you know what? after prom. You know what? People did. People, Two or three people streaked at the prom on, on the lake, at the, on the lakefront. At the after prom? At the, at the after prom. Well, that's what it's called. It's the after prom. I guess so. I always it's call also it the real prom. Yeah, what? Well, why why did they televise it? Do you know? Well, it was just the the procession. Uh, yeah, it was oh, just so the, the procession. For the parents? Yeah, the pretty reason? much. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, not no, every school, not every school did a procession procession to the school. We Park did. Case and Orlick did. Yeah, but that but it was also a collaboration of other uh high schools. Yeah. Uh so Marginardi win prom king and prom queen. Which I feel like neither of those characters were popular. Popular. Enough. Yeah. Like how the hell did I mean I guess Artie sort of because I don't He's like, Oh, you you uh voted for an intellectual and not a jock. Yeah, he's like, instead of voting for some athletic hero or pretty boy, you have elected me, your intellectual superior, <laughs> as your king. Good for you. <laughs> and then Don DeLinger's like, all right, that's good enough. Yep, but I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how Marge wound up as, pro- I mean, maybe her protest, maybe her little yeah. activism thing got her a little bit of popularity just before the prom. And Homer's like, woo, Queen Marge, all hail Queen Marge, because, you know. He's, He's in, love with her. in love with her. And so they're dancing and Homer can't take it. So he runs outside and Marge comes out. He's like, we're supposed to be together. And she's like, how do you know? Well, I've, I know things either they're bad or they're good, but I know down deep down in my gut, we're supposed to be together. And she's like, well, sorry. Yeah. And so he goes out to his limo again and, Heads out to make out point. And the driver's like, uh, but no kissing. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he's a wise guy. So Marge and Artie are going at it in the back of, I'm assuming, his car. Yeah. And he tear uh Marge decides she doesn't want to do it, and he rips her dress and he's and she slaps him and he, she's like, take me home. Yep. And then when he gets home, Artie's like you know, all he is is concerned about his reputation. Like, please don't tell people about my busy hands. <laughs> and on their way back, they they see Homer walking home because the limo driver is like, well, that's the end of my night. If you want to keep me around, it'll be a, an extra forty five dollars an hour. And Homer's like, I don't have I don't have any money. I'm broke. <laughs> and once again, how does he have that watch? watch. So Marge Mar- walks up to the house. Yeah. And they kind of hear you know mr bouvier's talk he's like man when that simpson kid was here he took years off my life and so apparently mr bouvier really likes homer simpson even though none of the other bouvier women no that sounds like he doesn't like homer no it does he took took years off his life he made him feel younger he was happy about Uh, it that's why marge turned around to go get homer oh yeah yeah, yeah. because she heard her dad talk and was like oh i guess that makes it makes a lot of sense. So she turns around and she's honking at him. And to be fair to Homer, like he doesn't know that it's Marge. And he's like, I'm already over. Fine. I'll walk in the mud. <laughs> and he stomps around in the mud. And then he realizes it's Marge. And, you know, they're talking and he's like, you know, once we get back to your house, I'm going to, we're going to hug and I'm, I'm going to kiss you. And I'm never going to let you go. And they flash back to the beat, you know, to the, present day and he goes and i never did and, and lisa is like, like oh and bart is going ah gag me with a spoon and credits and oh so, i i enjoy this episode i mean outside of the major freaking plot hole at the beginning of their story with the age gap it's really good you get you get a little insight in how marge and homer met and the the whole oh this is how I like the fact that the Simpsons did it first because of the how I met your mother thing, but it's a pretty good episode. It's, you know, you get 
a little bit more insight into Marge's home life and what Homer was like in high school. And clearly him and Barney have been friends forever. Not the best episode. It's still pretty good. I'll give it a four mm, sprinkles. I mean, being that it was a flashback episode and we learned a hell of a lot of stuff about Homer and his life and, you know, how grandpa treats, you know, Homer and just their relationship and how Patty and Selma and and the Bouvier family was. And I mean, our first introduction of Artie Ziff is amazing. And also John Lovitz did actually uh, voice the uh, shop teacher as well. Oh, cool. I will. I will have to say, though, I'm going to give the line English. Who needs that? I'm never going to English or England. That is getting in everything's coming up. Millhouse for me because I love that freaking line. I mean, I'm going to give the entire episode and everything's coming up. Millhouse. I mean, it just it just had so much to it for a half hour episode. It felt really good. Like it, it, it just had so much depth to it. And I do like any time the Simpsons do flashback to the past. Yeah. Because it just kind of gives even more insight on the family dynamic, how they grew up. I mean, we learn, you know, Bart's birth, Lisa's birth, Maggie's birth in a future episode. And yeah, I'm not going to get too much into that. But just any time we kind of see that that build up into how the Simpsons have become who they are. Yeah. Just. I mean, and and it's it's fun to see Artie Ziff now. I'm oh, glad yeah. I'm glad it wasn't an Artie Ziff future episode. Yeah, and then a flashback to find out who Artie was. Um, oh, yeah. it's it's really cool to see this now. And then when he shows up in a future episode, just to be like, oh, I remember that dude. He was an asshole. <laughs> still is, and still is, and. That leads us into our character profile for Artie Ziv. <laughs> who is so, he? So who is he? He's a bushy-haired, bespectacular, know-it-all. Bespectacled, know-it-all. God, you need English. No, I'm not going to England. <laughs> I'm never going to England. Uh, he's also Marge's date to the senior prom. His uh, main claim to fame is the most skilled member of the Springfield High School forensic team. His private shame? His busy hands. <laughs> Greatest challenge? Humility. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. is horrible. And his greatest achievement? Being voted homecoming king to Marge's queen. Yep. Yeah. I would say, I mean, that first place trophy he got from the forensic team was pretty good, but I guess yeah. being a, a homecoming king is really high achievement. Yeah. I mean, in the future, it helps you absolutely none, but... Yeah. Sure. And his special name for Homer is Ignoramus. I mean, Homer is pretty, pretty ignorant. Yeah, he so, is. So before we get into uh, where you can find us, uh, Steve, have you ever wanted to be Simpsified? I have wanted to be Simpsified. And we have. As you guys know and have probably seen on our profiles, we have been Simpsified podcasting. Yes. And the fine folks at 51 Yellow have made this possible. By by the time you hear this, um, you'll have seen it. We're going to post how we got Simsified. There's a nice little video. Yep. If you would like to be Simsified, 
go over to www.yellow51yellow.com and at least and check them out and right now they're running a deal for everyone so we don't have a discount code for you yet but right now everyone can get 70 percent off a family portrait or an individual portrait of yourself in yellow you can have it in Moe's Bar. You can have it in the Simpsons house. We did ours in the Simpsons kitchen. Uh, you can have a custom one of yourself on a beach. You can pretty much tell these guys how, what, where, when you want to look and who. <laughs> and they will draw you looking like the Simpsons in your own little Springfield world. It is pretty It is pretty awesome. They did so, a really fantastic job. So make sure you head over to these guys and get your Simpsonified self done and if you want to share maybe we'll post something on facebook where everyone can share all their simplified uh portraits yes and let us know how yours turned out so where can you find us well we're on the facebook and <laughs> the facebook face book um just type in the simpsons did it uh on facebook and you'll find our page you can find us on instagram uh at the simpsons did it pod you can find us on Twitter um, at the Simpsons Did It PC. You can also find us on YouTube by searching the Simpsons Did It podcast and searching for us by channel. It'll be yes. the easiest way to find us. To help us out, though, if you guys can go to YouTube and subscribe to our channel, that would be fantastic. Because as soon as we get to 100 subscribers, we could tell you just go to the YouTube.com backslash the Simpsons Did It podcast and you'll be able yes. to find us really easily. So, but that only happens if you guys go to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. So please subscribe. Please subscribe and view our stuff on there if you'd like. Um, if that's yeah. easier for you. Yes, if that's easier for you. If not, we're on pretty much every podcast platform known to man. And you can and we have find, a link. And we have a link. Um, just go to our Instagram, Facebook page and click the link. And that'll give you every single one of our uh, locations to find us. And if you do listen to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave us a uh, review because we like to know what you guys think of our podcast. Yes. So Please do it. Do it. Please. And thank you. And oh, if you're not ahead. on Apple, that's okay. We like yeah. you anyways. And if you need to learn English, go to England. Exactly. Or just take your English class very seriously. <laughs> so until next time, I'm Steven Sklansky. I'm Robert Sklansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.